Welcome to One World, One Future, the Bite Size Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nevison, and we highlight changemakers around the world who are making a difference in their community. Hi, everyone. I am so excited for today's interview because I am interviewing Kevin Ginkle. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I am a right-handed pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So you are donating a guitar to the Alice Cooper Solid Rock Teen Center after every strikeout that you have at a game. Can you tell us how you came up with that idea? So a way for me to help impact our kids or teens here in Arizona was, I think, through music. Um, I think with sports and music and, and art, like it all kind of comes together and they mesh really well. And I think for kids or teens that are looking to find their passions and find what their uh, interests are. I thought a very simple and easy way to give back was through a guitar and uh, allow kids to uh, learn how to play the, uh, the musical instrument of a guitar, I guess. So, yeah. Why a guitar out of all the instruments? Why guitar? I think it's, it's simple. You can, you can take it anywhere you want. You can play it at, at your house. You can play it um, when you're at school, wherever it may be. And um, you know, Alice and I have, have spoken and he said, you know, we have, quite a few guitars, but what you're doing can help exceed what we're expecting now. Now a lot of teens can take these guitar guitars home and learn how to play them and just kind of freelance it. And so he's like, you're going to be a huge part of uh, helping us reach that goal. So um, I thought it was an easy way to help give back and uh, you can take it anywhere you need to. So I love that. That's yeah. so incredible. Yeah. Congratulations on coming, coming up with that idea and yeah. implementing it. Do you have a goal for how many guitars you want to donate? So, you know, we play about 80 games at home um, and I hope to get, you know, home strikeouts. I'd love to get around 40 or 50. That's the goal. Um, you know, if I get less than that or more than that, that's okay. But um, if I could, if I can get around 40, I, I think that'd be a great season. So, um, you know, technically it'd be 40 guitars coming, coming to Alice Cooper's uh, teen, uh, teen Center. So um, I think it'd be a great impact to help give back in, the, in that kind of way. That's so cool. So when did you implement this plan? So just recently, um, my, my business partner and I were talking about ways to uh, find ways to impact, uh, you know, the community and uh, learn how to play music and, um, yeah, this, this is still in the early process of, uh, getting this built, but, um, it's as of right now, what it looks like is on paper seems really good. And I think there's going to be more to it. The more this goes on. That's so incredible. So since it's a fairly new project that you implemented, have you already donated guitars? Uh, I'm in the process of that right now. Um, I have to talk to my team and figure out what, uh, the plan is and what, I need to do to, you know, get that, uh, get that kind of all squared away. But um, we're, as of right now, I think throughout the season, I'm going to do separate quarters of the season where I write out a check and I send it to Alice Cooper's teen, uh, teen center. So um, that's kind of the plan right now. So every quarter of the season, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll send something to Alice's way. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. Congratulations again. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So how long have you been involved with the teen center? So this is fairly recent. Um, this is really a new beginning, a new relationship. Um, and I'm excited to have it grow. I think Alice was a great person to work with. Um, and the time I've gotten to speak with him and talk to him and get to know who he is, is really incredible. And, um, you know, what he represents and what he stands for was something that I 
really kind of, uh, was, you know, drawn my, drew my attention. And so I thought that was the best ways to align with someone who the community loves and people respect and people idolize. So I think this would be a great partnership. That's so cool. So a lot of baseball fans know that your walk-up song is Alice Cooper's 80s hit song, Poison. Why that song? It was, I, I, I enjoy rock music and I need something, at least when I'm going out from the bullpen to the game mound, I need someone to fire me up. And Alice Cooper's Poison song was a song that just kind of hit me. I thought it was cool. It was edgy. It, 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 it brought out a lot, at least for the first time when I listened to it, it, brought, it gave me goosebumps. I was like, wow, this is this has just got that it factor. And um, what was cool is Randy um, helped, I think, some production and stuff where we got, actually, it was Snakebite and Poison kind of inter, intermixed into the song. So at the beginning, you hear the rattlesnake or the rattle going off and then poison starts playing. That's all Randy and uh, Jeff Moore and Alice kind of, you know, blending that music together. So it's actually poison, but it's snake bite kind of in the same song as well. That's so cool. Yeah. Definitely going to have to listen. Yeah, I I can. I can definitely send you the link for that. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So obviously, since the audience doesn't know this, but we're actually at the teen center. Um, What's your favorite part? Man, there, there's a lot of cool parts. I, I, I was thinking this where I wish I had something like this in my community um, growing up. I never had a place where I could go to where I'm like, gosh, I, I want to learn how to play music. And this place does that. Like, in there's so many ways where Alice is looking to reach out to other communities in Arizona. You know, there's one, uh, his center in uh, Phoenix. And then this is just recently built. And so... There's just so many ways where I was like, dang, this is really cool. And there isn't just music. There's art, there's uh, dance. And so um, there's they're finding different ways to help get kids to find their passions or find something they like to do. And that was that was really cool. I have to say, I agree. The teen center is so incredible. Um, I live out near the Phoenix one. So I was able mm-hmm. to go take a ballet class with Cheryl and it was so incredible and i'm definitely going to go back and do another one but um who slash what inspires you to continue giving back and doing incredible things in your community um probably my family uh, my family is really important um they've instilled in me to be a good human being and um everybody finds their their passions and what their interests are at the, the older you get and i always wanted to be a big leaguer i always wanted to chase the dream and find, you know, playing the big leagues. And you get to that point and you've kind of figured out, all right, what's next? Like what's, what else is there that I can aspire to be? And, um, giving back, uh, was something that I wanted to look for. And I, I feel like I found a great partnership here with Alice and, um, you know, I think, and I've met a lot of people along the way that have helped me, uh, get to this point. So, um, yeah, the, there's, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it weren't for the supportive group that, um, you know, either my family and my friends that have put me in this position where I'm at. That's so incredible. So moving to the baseball topic, what's your favorite field to play at? It's a great question. I think, uh, there's a lot of cool stadiums and the atmospheres that kind of, you, you just see when you first step out of the dugout and you walk on the field. Um, Dodger stadium is a pretty neat one. Um, in that, Every time I walk out 
and we're about to, you know, do the national anthem crowd is roaring and the music is bumping. Like it's, it's, it's a unique setting and um, just how, you know, how big baseball is to the fans of LA. Like it's incredible. Um, You know, I feel it when I'm on the road and they're booing me in the bullpen. And then I go out to the mound. It's, there's no other feeling. And then when I strike out the side and I walk off the mound, I'm like, yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys watch that. You see that? Yeah. So it's, it's a cool feeling pitching on the road and especially at a a venue like that. Um, Man, it, it brings all kinds of emotions out. That's so cool. It must be so such an incredible experience to walk out and ha- be playing baseball in a huge open stadium. Mm-hmm. So you throw in 95 mile per hour baseball. How long did it take to train? Because that's faster than my mom drives on the freeway. <laughs> um, so that's really fast. How did yeah. you get to that point where you're able to throw a baseball that fast? So I, I really kind of found out when I was in college, when I was at the University of Arizona, um, I had an outing where we played Arizona state and, uh, I started the game. I went complete game and I was sitting like 94, 95 miles an hour. And I've always been able to touch that number, but I couldn't like sit there consistently. And, um, after I'd gotten drafted and I was in the Diamondbacks organization, I really paid attention a lot more to my training and my diet. And, um, there was a facility that I found in Scottsdale that I got referred to by a former teammate. And um, it really kind of just put everything together for me where I'm like, now I know what I need to do every single day to make sure I'm ready to go and that my body's feeling good. And um, it just, it it gave me a better routine and it gave me a chance to prep myself. And so, you know, they have a bullpen mount in there so I can throw, they have a radar gun. So I was always every day kind of, working on gaining velocity and gaining, um, you know, that level of performance, because if I didn't have that, I don't know if I'd be in the position that I'm in. So um, using, using that technology and using the resources that they have there brought out, you know, what, what, you know, not a 95 mile an hour fastball is now today. So uh, that, that gave me an opportunity to do that. That's so incredible. So besides giving one guitar to the team center, do you have anything else that is exciting coming up in 2021? I don't have anything in the books right now, uh, but um, I, I plan on coming here to the teen centers as often as I can. Um, I know my schedule's pretty busy with how often we play and how often we're on the road, but every off day or every so often, I'd love to come in here and just meet people. Um, and I think that's kind of how I'm going to develop a following with young, young teens here. And then teens that enjoy baseball or come to games. And, um, that's kind of, you know, I'm, I'm kind of seeing where this, uh, direction goes with donating, donating a guitar, every home strikeout. And, um, at the end of the year, hopefully there's a lot of guitars here. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. That's so incredible. So I like to get the audience involved in every episode that I do on my podcast. And the day before I post from interviewing and say, do y'all have your questions? I'll ask anything you ask. And we got a lot of questions this time. Um, And they, the first one they asked is where are you interested or were you interested in other sports growing up or was it just baseball? So I've, I always loved basketball. I loved the game. Um, and my dad actually played hockey growing up. So I played a little bit of street hockey, but growing up in San Diego where 
it's pretty usually it's usually pretty warm. It's a little difficult, but I'd always play street hockey with my friends growing up. Um, but basketball was something that I kind of was uniquely drawn to, and um, I wasn't ever able to jump very high or shoot the ball very well. But I've always been a big fan of like how the game is and where it's where it's going now. Currently, is is really cool. I'm pulling for the Suns. You know, we're they're in the playoffs right now, and hopefully Phoenix can get a, a champion this year. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome yeah. if the Phoenix Suns get yeah. champion. So what is your favorite pitch? My favorite pitch, my go-to pitch is my slider. Um, it's a breaking ball. So, you know, you have a fastball that is straight and that's usually your fastest pitch. And then a slider is a pitch that breaks vertically and horizontally. So if I was throwing it to a right-handed hitter, it's going to break down and away from them. So um, that's my go-to pitch. That's I throw that as you know at least once or twice in that and and in that bat. So anytime I need to throw a slider, like I know I'm, I'm going to be able to land it and throw it for a strike or throw it as a put-away pitch. That's so cool. Yeah. So who is your living baseball idol, living or dead? Oh, um, he never he never pitched, but a big a big fan that I loved and followed was Tony Gwynn. Uh, he, he passed away a couple of years ago, but he, he was someone that the city of San Diego, since I grew up there, he like, everybody loved him. He was revered there. And he, he just brought a spirit to the city of San Diego that, uh, everybody still carries with them today. And I'm hopefully looking to do that here in Arizona where, you know, I can help affect a lot of people and, uh, change, change some things for the better. So, uh, Tony Gwynn is, is someone that I really respected and appreciated. That's so cool. And the last one the audience asked is when did you decide you wanted to be a professional baseball player? Um, probably when I went to community college. So I was at a community college for about three years and, um, I know after high school, I was looking to play at the division one level. And um, I never threw hard enough. And going to community college gave me that opportunity where I could develop, I can get bigger, I can get stronger, I can really focus on my craft. And when I really started throwing harder was when I realized like, hey, I can throw 93 miles an hour. That's going to get some people's attention now. And so um, for me, at that point, I was like, maybe I have an opportunity beyond college. And um, yeah, that was kind of when I really started thinking about it. And then, you know, as I developed and got bigger um, and my, my fastball velocity got for, like harder, a lot more people started to notice and pay attention. That's so cool. So as an athlete, and I probably have a lot of athlete listeners out there, do you have any advice for athletes getting ready for a game, um, a big performance that would help them prepare to be the best version of themselves? Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of meditation. Um, actually the Diamondbacks do stuff. We have a mindfulness coach where if I am feeling nervous or I'm got some anxiety or whatever, we can do like a breathing meditation exercise where it takes like 15 minutes. And that is so helpful and it can be something you do on your own. And I think the biggest thing is developing a routine, whether you do, you know, you have the same breakfast you have, or you have, um, you know, uh, you do a, a warm up or something like there, there has to be something you can go to that makes you feel comfortable and it can be 
literally anything. Um, and so, yeah, I think meditation for one, it kind of takes any like, you know, anxiety or pressure that you're feeling and it kind of puts it away. So, um, being able to let your brain and body kind of relax is something that's important and just getting you comfortable. So that's so cool. So I like to ask this question on every episode of my podcast, Mm -hmm. like the audience questions. This one is asked every time actually around crazy enough, 16 to 18 minutes. It's always in that time frame. Um, but that question is if you had 10 minutes to give back to your community, what would you be doing in those 10 minutes? If I had 10 minutes to give back to my community, I think, uh, you know, like I, like I've said before, donating a guitar is cool and donating something of value is important. Like I donating money is great and all, but if it's not going towards a gift or something that someone can like feel or touch, I don't know if it's got that impact. Um, but I think for one, if I had 10 minutes and I had a group of people, I would say giving them their time, giving them their attention because we all want to be heard. We all want to have a voice. We all want to have some impact on what we do. And so I think being able to spend time with people is the most important thing because we can go through life and not know what we need to do on a day-to-day basis and having some sort of direction and plan is helpful. And so I'm kind of going on and off here, but um, I think time and attention is the most important detail. I love that. So another fun thing I like to do on my podcast is called the speed round. The audience knows this, but I'm going to give you 30 seconds and I have 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. Um, I have a list of 30 questions. The record is 12. If you beat 12, you get bragging rights. Um, Bring it on. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. Starting in three, two, one. Favorite color? Uh, red. Favorite animal? Uh, elephant. Favorite sports team? Uh, Diamondbacks. Favorite food? Uh, Mexican food. Favorite vacation place? Um, Brainerd, Minnesota. Favorite memory of 2020? Uh, COVID. Favorite <laughs> holiday? Fourth uh, of July. Favorite word? Uh, enthusiastic. Favorite movie? Uh, the Departed. Favorite book? Um, Curious George. Favorite subject in school? Uh, science. That's 30 seconds. That's 11. Oh, no. So close. Oh, what was the next question? Um, favorite emoji. Favorite emoji. Oh shoot, that's a tough one. Yeah. I uh, yeah. When you said uh, what's what's your favorite memory of 2020? I was like, oh, I just remember COVID. So COVID. <laughs> uh, definitely COVID probably did have. Um, I mean, you just, it's yeah. the first thing that comes in your mind. It was all of 2020. So right. I mean, <laughs> well, great job on that. Everyone gets stumped on oh, like favorite memory. They're all like. What besides COVID happened? Right. Yeah. It, like self-isolating, <laughs> uh, social distancing, like masks. You, yeah. That's what you remember the most, I think. Yeah. And the last, yeah. and the last question I have for you is, is there anything else you'd like to tell the audience? Um, I think, you know, I'm, ex- I'm excited to help, help people pursue their, their goals and dreams and doing something with Alice Cooper is something that has always kind of been on my mind and um, helping helping teens uh, pursue whatever they want to do is important to me. And uh, I think it's just the beginning of something really cool and special. 
That's so cool. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast and starting such an amazing project that you're going to be doing for the Teen Center. I'm definitely going to keep up and follow what's happening and make sure to stay tuned to see how many guitars you end up donating. Um, I bet you're going to make your goal. (laughs) I I think I do. I I, I think I'm in a good spot right now. So it's uh, we got a long season, too. So there's there's a lot of room, a lot of room for strikeouts there. Um, Random question. Who are you most excited to play? Who am I most excited to play? I think, uh, well, we play the Angels tomorrow. And so Shohei Otani, who's like an international star, he's the only player in baseball where he can he can pitch and he can hit at the same time. And he's like really good at both of them. So um, like I think he's third or fourth in the league in homers. And then his like pitching ERA is like, you know, low two. So he's... He's someone that I'm going to be pretty amazed watching tomorrow when he pitches and he's going to be able to hit as well. So um, I'm looking forward to that matchup. Best of luck. Um, I know you guys are going to do awesome. Yeah. And thank you again for being on my podcast. Yep. No problem. Once again, I'm your host, Ashley Nevson, on One World, One Future, the Bite Size Podcast. And thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to know what's happening next.